Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, myself, Michael Babcock, and Marty Sobo go live in ACB Community to answer your technology questions. How do you join in? Couple of ways. Use Alexa, your computer, or the new ACB Link app to listen to ACB Media 5. You can also join in in Clubhouse or visit acb.community to learn how to join us live in Zoom. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, we'll see you there with your tech questions. Hey, all Marty here. And today with me, I have Michael Babcock, as usual. Say hello, Michael. Hello. And we also have Michael Doyce with us. Say hello, Michael Doyce. Hello, everyone. And we call this Michael Michael Squared. No, or, or M Cubed. We could do M Cubed. <laughs> we'll do M Cubed. There In any go. case, today we are going to be discussing all things convention since we're coming off the heels of convention. And Michael was at the ACB National Convention and Michael Doyce was at the NFB National Convention. So, Michael Doyce, why don't you kick us off and talk about your you were in a vendor booth, correct? Yes, I was uh, at I was at a booth for way around this time, so it was fantastic. Yeah, why don't you kind of talk about that a little bit from your perspective? Sure. So I feel like you know we're we're still all recovering from convention, right? It was a, a very busy um, conference, and uh, so you know being an exhibitor is always, especially at NFB, uh, it's a very high traffic, very um, busy convention. And we had a lot of people that had not heard of Way Around. So it was great to to meet those folks and, and just to get the feeling of what people were experiencing there. It's always nice to, to be exhibiting for Way Around and uh, because we're always right next to the wonderful folks over at AT Guys. So we had like this, we had the kind of this neat triangle of, of power booths. We had uh, us and AT guys right next to each other. I believe it was A10, A11. And then across from us, we had Blindshell, Blindshell US. And so, you know, some person would ask about way around and, you know, AT guys or Blindshell would mention, hey, go across. They like, talk to them about that. Or, uh, they were at the way around booth and they had a question about, you know, blind shell. We could send them across or, um, you know, somebody would say, well, you know, we, we could just send, e- send people each other since we all kind of work together since way around's on blind shell and AT guys sells our tags. So it was just kind of, we could just bounce people around to, to get them what they needed. So it was just fantastic. But we were right next to, you know, Ira and, and, uh, we, it was us, then AT guys, and so many great folks in in the exhibit hall. So it was fantastic. So in terms of people coming through to visit all the vendors, the people who are attending the convention, was it really crowded, really busy all the time? Or was it mellow? Like, what was your perspective from kind of like a convention goer's point of view? You know, I'm used to most state conventions. There's a little bit of an ebb and flow of people. You know, you have your down times, you have your busy times. Usually when sessions got out at NFB, there were just constantly people coming by. We did have our slower times, but it was no less than one to three minutes before the next person came around. So it was long enough for you to catch your breath, right? And then it was... All right, let's yell over the people again because that's the only way you can be heard. So, 
Yeah. And uh, Michael Babcock. So why don't you give us your point of view from your vendor booth, which was AT Guys, correct? Yeah, we were AT Guys at ACB, and I can totally relate to what Michael is talking about. I heard the one thing that was overwhelming at the NFB exhibit hall was the noise because it just never stopped. So uh, that that's always interesting. Uh, I was directly to the left. I'm sorry, directly to the right of Katie from Magical Moments uh, Vacations. And then I was on the right of I have those backwards. So I, anyways, KDF Magical Moments Vacations was on one side and then QMP uh, Solutions, I think is the name of Chris's company, was on the opposite side. Crystal blind shell phones and ARX headsets. I got to play with ARX headset while we were at convention. Um, and, uh, you know, him and I chatted and we helped each other out. And then Katie uh, does vacations. And so her and I talked a little bit as well, but not so much about tech. Directly across the aisle from me was uh, Leader Dog, which doesn't do much with tech, although uh, that was an interesting conversation that I had with the ladies over there. But directly across from Katie was a company called IRIE-AT, A-I-R-I-E-A-T, and they sold a lot of assistive technology products. They're actually out of Corvallis, uh, Oregon, and they had a Braille display that had Windows built into it. Windows 10, but they had a Braille display that had Windows built into it. It was 32 cell for about $55-5700. But what really intrigued me about IREAT is they had a sub-$1500 embosser. And on that sub-$1500 embosser, you had the ability to set up to eight different uh, Braille heights, uh, Braille cell heights, uh, in order to build out tactile graphics. And so that was really cool i uh, got to play with their graphics and and feel those and that and that type of stuff i didn't unfortunately have a lot of time to go exploring to different uh vendors or stuff because i was actually there to <coughs> work uh steven sean if you're listening i did do some work giving me a mm-hmm. hard time about that uh, but another exhibitor that i did have some time to poke at and to explore was the oko oko app and i'm not sure if either of you heard of that app no i haven't Michael? Yes, I have. Yeah. Have you played with it yet? I have not. Okay. So what, what, Oco, what Oco will do is, Marty, you've heard of the audible inter- uh, audible lights at intersections, right? Yes. Where you hit the button and it'll make a sound when it's time for you to cross. Well, yes. Oco, you can put your foot, fu- well, you hold your phone vertically in front of you. Uh, AT Guys has a, a new device called a Slinger that will allow you to just hold your phone around your neck really easily. Uh, but you hold your phone in front of you and you look towards, you point the camera towards where the streetlight would be. And then dependent on the signal that the streetlight is giving uh, will determine what type of feedback you get from your phone. So I was a, he had a, the guy there had a streetlight that was next to his booth that he could use to control it and let you play with it. And it would give you feedback and say, hey, it's time to cross. Uh, it didn't use those words 
it uses audible and haptic feedback to let you know that. So you would uh, cross at that point. But what was really intriguing to me about this is if the camera lost focus of the light, it would also give you additional feedback and then stop, which is great for someone who might often veer out of the crosswalk because you typically would cross towards the light. And so you would want to follow that feedback. Free application available in the US, Spain, and one other country. I don't think it's Canada, uh, but it's something that you could check out. And I thought that was kind of a cool technology that I'd heard about, but never downloaded the app because I'm like, I don't need that. I can just follow the the traffic surges, but I can, I can actually see a use for that tool in my mm-hmm. toolbox. Yeah. Especially someone who's new to mobility and they're not used to doing the flow of traffic and things like that. So that sounds like a pretty cool app. We'll definitely you know, have to mess around with it, play with it. You know, as as much as everybody knows how much of a tech enthusiast I am, uh, I I always am very hesitant with like things like that. It's like, what if it's wrong? What if it gets something? You know, see something, something that looks like a light. So I'm I'm just the the for once I'm always kind of the uh, the skeptic, but I would love to try it. Yeah, it's, it's worth trying. Uh, just download OKO. It's a pretty mm-hmm. simple, straightforward setup process to get it going. Uh, what's really cool about it is if your phone is not vertical, so it's not straight up and down in front of you, and you put it horizontal, it, like flat against uh, in front of you, and then you can, it'll, it'll turn it off so it's not wasting your battery. And that was what mm-hmm. I was concerned about. Now, is there anything that you absolutely have to have, like, for example, a LiDAR or? Nope. Will it work it just on uses phone? the camera. It worked on my iPhone 12 uh, with the camera. So you don't awesome. need anything super nice. I think it'll go back to the XS, I believe. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't require LiDAR or anything like that. No, oh, that's awesome. So Michael Doyce, is there any apps, any booths, any technology that you saw on your end that really stuck out to you? Yes, there were several things that I got to see. I didn't get to make my way full through the full exhibit hall. It's just so big. There was... I believe over 40 uh, booths per section and there's three sections, not oh. to mention the independence market. Um, so I, the, the places I went to were hymns. Uh, I went to APH and orbit. And when I went to each of those, I had specific devices in mind. I wanted to look at to start out. I went to hymns and got to check out the sense player. Uh, I was a big fan of this device when I saw it because the construction just looked very solid. I, um, it, it, it looks more mainstream in my opinion, uh, the, compared to the Victor Reader stream third generation on one hand, the stream has hired contrast buttons and things like that, but the, uh, sense player just looks very sleek. Uh, I, I like the design. It's running Android. They're working on a screen reader. It'll have apps, side loading of app support pretty soon. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I want to. I would love to get my hands on one and just play with it, just because of tech. But they they were pretty excited about it, and it'll just be neat to be able to side load apps on this device. You know, uh, Envision or or. Uh, you know, Ira or other things, and it can control a cell phone. So that was pretty interesting. The Orbit booth that I went to, uh, I got to speak with the creator of the um, Orbit uh, Optima. Optima. Yes, that word was just not coming to mind. And he was great. We talked about podcasting and all those kind of things and really need to talk to him. And then uh, 
he showed me the device. I was a big fan of the Optima. That's kind of what I'm really watching. I'm I'm not probably ever going to get one just because I'm I'm I don't use a laptop without a screen. But I think for a lot of folks, it will be great because it's mainstream and Braille. So I think that has a lot of promise. Uh, the device is completely modular. We talked about keyboards. Um, I could go, I mean, we, we had a long discussion. We covered it in, in great detail on the IA cast. So uh, check that out. And I just love the modularity of the, the um, framework modular parts that are inside. He did tell me that it will upgrade to uh, later versions of processors. So it's not going to be stuck with the i7 you bought today. You can upgrade it to an i7 that comes out two years from now. So that's pretty cool. That is exciting. Uh, that's kind of the biggest news uh, that I, I've heard with that. So there's a lot more to talk about with that device. We could have a whole episode on that. But I got to go to APH and check out the Monarch. It's the... You know, both the the Optima and the Monarch are about the size of small gaming computers, even though they don't have screens. And they the Monarch is it, it kind of felt like laminated Braille, uh, kind of or Thermoform, one of the two. It has a film over the Braille, so it's not as sharp. So people may like that, or you might not like it. Uh, it won't hurt your fingers as much. But the graphics were really neat. You could zoom in. It had a t- page turn button. And and different things like that. Uh, they have a new format, the EBRF format for having images in Braille, worked on by the Daisy Consortium, and a lot of things like that. So it looks like there's quite a few devices that are coming out that'll be very nice. The, the nice thing on the Monarch is it will work with uh, graphics and Braille interchangeably, so you don't have to have graphics on one part of it and Braille on the other. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. All right, right. so Michael Babcock, anything especially that stuck out to you, technology or anything else that just kind of left any kind of a solid impression? No, but I do want to give Ira a quick shout out. So uh, those people who may or may not know, uh, Ira was not an access partner for either of the conferences. However, I did hear people using Ira, probably not as much as I did, but there were people using Ira quite a bit um, at both of the conventions. And uh, I used Ira to navigate independently through the Las Vegas airport all by myself because they told me meeting assist is going to be anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm going to go ahead and just use Ira and get out and go where I need to go. And me and the Ira agent made it to my next gate in like 25 or 30 minutes. It was very quickly. Uh, and it was a, a very awesome experience and freeing because I, didn't have to worry about, you know, waiting for someone or riding in a wheelchair. I just whipped out Ira, had it running when we hit the tarmac. And then uh, the stewardess asked if I needed to wait for someone. And I'm like, no, I'll just get it. And uh, Ira guided me up the jetway. We got into the airport and they're like, okay, here's something. And uh, let's go this way. Now, one thing that I don't think people realize, and this kind of blew my mind, I'm I'm not surprised by it, but Ira had indoor maps of both of the convention locations and the hotels. Uh, 
So if you tell them, hey, I'm in Schaumburg at ACB, I'm on level two, I need to go down to level one and find Schaumburg E, which was one of the rooms, Ira can take a look around where you are. They'll tell you, I'm taking my eyes away from your camera right now. They will go look for the map and say, okay, so now let's go find this escalator. So we found the escalator and then we'd go down. They'd say, turn right and then go down to this room. Um, and, and that was pretty cool and very freeing. They also had a map of the Las Vegas airport. And the lady I was working with said, I see this looks like a shortcut. It's a long and narrow and windy hall. Do you have a problem with that? I'm like, no, not at all. So I took that hall and that saved me probably about 15, 20 minutes of walking because it took me between the different uh, terminals. And so that was pretty cool to have that experience too. So uh, those are my two um, aha moments. It's, it's like, I, I am justifying paying for Ira right now because I'm using them to be super independent. And Michael, yeah. real quick, real quick before you go on, uh, I want to point out that at the NFB convention, they did make one part a site access, and that was the walk between the uh, Hilton Americas and the Marriott. It was uh, through ah. the convention center. Uh, it's about a five minute walk. It's it's pretty 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 long convention center. So they, from what I understand, they did make that a site access area. Oh, okay, sweet. That's, That's good. That's pretty know. cool. Yeah, definitely. And Michael Joyce, was there anything that absolutely stood out to you that you thought was something that left an impression on you or anything like that? At the convention um, in particular or technology specific? Let's go with the technology specific. For me, I would really have to say that what really left an impression as as kind of game changing in my eyes would have to have been the Optima. That was That was it for me. Awesome. All right. Well, that's kind of like a little bit of a tidbit of what went on in the vendor area and technology with both the ACB National Convention as well as the NFB National Convention. And uh, before we go, Michael Doyce, do you have anything IACAST related you want to speak about before we go? Sure. So if you want to hear more about convention, uh, we we did an hour and 45 minute episode uh, that was posted, I believe, last weekend discussing that. Uh, we'll be doing an episode this weekend, and we'll be uh, uh, keep putting out content. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for being here. And uh, Michael Doyce, say goodbye. All right. Goodbye, everyone. And Michael Babcock, thanks for being here. And say goodbye. Goodbye. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Uh-huh.